22 episodes of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. Hello. It's a new episode. Welcome. I'm Jared, joined as always by the coolest co-host in the world. Soldier Boy, tell him. It's Anladium. Oh my god, I can't believe you just introduced me that way. We've been talking about Soldier Boy off the air. As, oh, yeah, as you do. <laughs> before you record a podcast, because, I mean, why not? Sometimes you just have to think... What's Soldier Boy doing these days? And then you look it up and you're like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So hello, welcome to this rousing edition of the Season Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where you have conversations about video games, anime, manga, and today. We're gonna today. Talk- yes, today. <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, quite a few games. Yep. Five, to be specific. Or four well, and a half. Yeah. Because the, the last two, quote unquote, could technically be one game, considering just how weird they are. Well, and technically we're going to talk about why we're not talking about another game. That's true as well. Uh, we did mention this uh, last week at the very end when we were like, what are we going to talk about? Who knows? That's a good question. Uh, we mentioned the Caligula effect, which, is, which, did, which did come out last week. I don't know why that was such a tongue twister. <laughs> and we did play it. Yep. And we didn't get far. Nope. I got a little bit farther than you did. Yep. Now, before I was just like, you should stop playing. <laughs> I kept texting you my irritation, and you were like, Al, Al, stop. Al, Al, yeah. stop putting yourself through this. Put it down. Stop. Because each and- time I was like, no, you should, you, you are okay to stop playing. And you're like, <laughs> Well, I'm doing this now. I'm like, ow, stop it. Stop playing. You don't know. You don't have to play anymore. <laughs> and you're like, okay, but what if I finish this chapter? Like, it's no, no. Well, and you also have to consider that the entire time that this conversation was going on, I'm like, I don't really like this. I don't yeah. like this at all. I'm not having fun. I'm not having a lot of fun. And then, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not having fun. Should I keep playing? You're like, no, you, you shouldn't keep playing. But I'm doing this. Should I keep playing? I'm not having fun. <laughs> But it's true. I wasn't having fun at all. I I probably would have had more fun beating my head against a wall repeatedly. I mean, there, I might go back to that game at some point just to see exactly like how it plays out considering like, you know, playing on the easy mode, which the game kind of shames you for trying to play on easy mode, which is real dumb. It but games does. That, games that do that are just f-ing dumb. Like, don't do that. No, it makes me mad because one of the things is, um, for one, I have very limited time to play games. And two, I am already a huge ball of anxiety as it is. So I don't want to have to feel forced to like beat myself up over a game. Uh, so it, it for one, it, it like I said, it's a real big anxiety thing to be like, you shouldn't do this. It's a bad thing. And two, like... I mostly play games for stories. Like every once in a while I'll play a game that's not a story like Mario Kart. But um, I mostly play games for stories. And so my my best method for these is to get through it like pretty quickly and pretty painlessly so that I'm not just irritated. So I was kind of mad that it was like, don't play on easy mode. It's not recommended. It's like, you're not recommended. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's basically like, oh, you shouldn't do this for a full playthrough. And basically, like, I mean, you will be overpowered. Like, I finished up the Chapter 2 boss in one turn. 
Which, I mean, sure, if you're a person who likes to have a challenge to your games, like, that's going to be a bummer. You're not going to want to play it that way. For me, I don't give a shit. So, like, being able to kind of, like, storm through that game was a-okay with me. But I think our main problem with that game was, like, the combat kind of got real repetitive real quick. It definitely needed something, mm -hmm. like, like, uh, like, the first two Persona games have this, where it's, like, you can repeat commands and just use that as, like, yep. your basic battle strategy instead of, like, having to go through and re-implement everything. Especially if, like, you're just grinding. Like, you don't need to necessarily, like, do the same thing over and over and over again. It's like, here, just hit this button, repeat everything we just did, and the game will just do that. Especially because, like, you can kind of chain attacks together for, like, three different attacks. And especially once you get, like, four people in your party, that's 12 different inputs you have to do each individual time. And it just, it grinds, like the combat down to just a halt and it's just like and basically yeah. i was doing like the exact same like attacks each time anyway so it didn't really matter effective yeah exactly it, it just didn't really matter so it's like bam 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 like that game really needs like a repeat function because it would make that game so it would make it flow so much better um the the idea that you could basically become friends with everybody like hundreds of characters in that game is like super overwhelming and Yep. Other than the fact that, like, it'll give you, like, skills for your characters and stuff like that, I don't really see how that was would be necessarily. Also, you can basically take any individual character and put them in your party. Which yeah, seems, I did get to that. Which seems kind of crazy. And also, like, they don't seem that powered at all. So, like, why bother? Unless you're doing a quest with them and all that sort of stuff. But then even then, it's just like, there's way too many people to do this with, like... It's like if, you know, you took Persona and basically were like, okay, what if you could social link with literally all of these these NPCs? Like, in each individual NPC, right. not just the ones like that you can, like, go out and talk to, obviously. And it's, it's really annoying because um, to, like, raise your affinity with these people, you just repeat the same conversations over and over and over. It's like, hey... I did this thing with a guidance counselor, then a black screen, and then it's like, you raised points because you had a fun chat. And I'm like, that wasn't a fun chat, but it's literally <laughs> the same exact conversation over and over and over and over and over with every single person. Then, in addition to that, there's this, like, really bull texting mechanic. Yeah. That, like, after playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions with, I know I keep talking about Tokyo Mirage Sessions, but after playing that and seeing how that texting mechanic worked, like, I I feel like that's ideal. And this one, you just, like, ch choose a response to these people, and it wouldn't actually respond to what they're saying at all. It was just, like, a general feeling thing. And it was really annoying. I had person that, um, like, they, they were asking me if I had any, like, anime recommendations. Like, okay. And my answers are, like, What's going on? How are you feeling? And like, no, no, I want to actually be able to have a conversation. Like, what's the point of this? If like, I just giving these people canned responses, like it's not fun. It's not, it's not engaging. It's not entertaining. It's basically just, it's not a conversation. And, and the one thing that, that kind of really hampers that as well is that you can use that to bump up like your, your status with a person, like your friendship yep. meter, I guess. But it's very random in, like, choosing, like, which one it actually works with. And even then, it's, like, it's a smidge 
of like a bump in the meter so it's basically not worth it even like the the part where you can like text like the group of like people you fight with and everything like okay what do i need to do next it's still very vague and like telling you what you need to do which is really really dumb and like the, the game doesn't really start off real fast either like story-wise it's kind of real slow and kind of has that yeah. the same problems that like some of the the persona games have had lately and also it also it seems like it has like its hands in too many different types of media like part of it wants to be Tokyo Mirage sessions part of it wants to be persona part of it wants to be like this dark magical girl show kind of like uh Madoka Magica part of it wants to be like Fire Emblem where you can like have all these relationships with people part of it wants to be Pokemon where you can capture and be friends with all of these different people like it's <laughs> it's way too much stuff that the game doesn't really or at least early on, isn't able to to do well in any of those yeah. sorts of things. It has a lot of stuff, and it masters none of it perfectly. So, um, it. I really just I don't think that I'm gonna go back to it. I'll be honest with you. I tried. I gave it a I gave it a fair shake, probably more than I should have. And I will say that some of the character designs are kind of cool, but that's about it. Yeah. Uh, so that's why we're not talking about Caligula Effect uh, this week. <laughs> this week. But instead, it took us like a month. It did. But finally, we're going to do that Zelda episode. Yay, Zelda, my favorite. Just kidding. We're, we're actually switching it up and doing something else this week. I will fight you. <laughs> so, like, the, the premise of this episode has basically been, like, it would have worked better, like, a month ago, probably, or earlier than that. Recently, you know... I'd played through a bunch of like uh, the earlier Zelda games, so Legend of Zelda, Zelda Two, Link to the Past, and then Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons. So, and it, especially uh, one and two, and then the Oracle games was kind of back to back to back to back. Yep. So like, that's kind of like why this episode kind of came about. Then I think we played Link to the Past like at the beginning of the year or like end of late last year, somewhere around I that time. I think so because I was like, hey, hey, hey. Hey. It was the classic why? yeah, the classic why owl strategy of why haven't you played this game? You should play this game. Why aren't you playing it right now? Play this game right now. I'll play it with you. Yeah. But the funny thing about Link to the Past is that like I think I beat it in like a day or something and you're like, uh, you're not playing it with me anymore. What are you doing? <laughs> you have played that game so much that you basically know where like everything is. So I like memorized. Yeah, you haven't memorized, so you're just like beep, 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 beep. I'm just like, um, how do I get to dungeon one? <laughs> Help. But it's great because I could tell you exactly yeah. how to get Dungeon One. But uh, I did think it was funny that we were playing it together, and you were like, Where, "Where'd you go, man?" Like, he was like, "I'm done." Together. And like, uh, whoops, <laughs> my bad. I mean, that's just gonna happen sometimes. Like, you know, especially with a game, you know, as as well known as that is, and especially I guess for you, because how iconic it was for you growing up like you obviously put like so much time into it you just basically like pew, pew, and you're done well and it's one of my favorite games of all yeah, time yeah 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 so there's also that um i i may have talked about this before i'm not 100 percent sure but um so the summer that link to the past came out we'll talk about something after this but uh the summer that link to the past came out my brother and i and my cousin Addie. um we had the Super Nintendo, we got Link to the Past, and we legitimately spent the entire summer just passing out the controller, figuring out puzzles, playing that game. 
So it's got a lot of really good memories. And that's, that's why I got the whole link tattoo on my back from link to the past is because it's, it's super important to me. And like I said, one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. So that was a wink by the way, guys. <laughs> See, I would have been too young to, to have an experience like that because you're not that much younger than me. I mean, well, I didn't get my 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 Super Nintendo until like ninety four. Oh, okay, and it came out in ninety two. Yeah, so I mean, I would have been two years old at that point. I would not have been able to play that game really. I mean, I played Mickey Mouse Capade when I was like an infant. Well, hush. Also, I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't buy Link to the Past until I was like sixteen. Wow. So like that was never a game I had that I played growing up like. Because for me, it was all like, because I got the, the Super Nintendo had, that came built in with, you know, Super Mario World, obviously, which yeah. a greatest game ever made, arguably. So spent like, that was like the game for me growing up was just Super Mario World, because like, you know, what else would you need? Super Mario Kart. That's another great game. It was Link like that. Why? Well, I, I don't know why I never. Final Fantasy 2 and 3, which are 4 and 6. Yeah. Mystic Quest. I never played any JRPGs growing up. I know. I'm just saying. You said what else you need, and I'm. I know. I, I know. I know. I know. I'm just. <laughs> I'm being an asshole. But um, yeah. For me, like growing up, it was a lot of just like platformers. So it was like Super Mario World, uh, Donkey Kong Country one through three, and well, I think that was pretty much like the majority of like the the playtime I had it was like a lot of those first party Nintendo platformers. And, like, for some reason, like, uh, Link to the Past never came up on my radar growing up. I don't know why, but it never did. And, like, same as, like, you know, any of the JRPGs or anything. Maybe it's just, like, I looked at those and I was like, I I don't know, too hard or something? I, or I just was never exposed to those for some reason, you know? All right. Well, I want to I wanna put it in reverse a little bit here for a second. Did you? Beep. <laughs> Did you have an NES growing up? No. Like, I was okay. too young for that. The first okay. system I had was a Super Nintendo. So, that explains why you never played Zelda 1 and 2. Though, do you know the first Zelda game I played? Uh, if you could take a Twilight guess. Princess? No. Link's Awakening. Nice! That's a good one to start with. So, like, a lot of my nostalgia for Zelda games is the Game Boy games. So, Did like, you beat it? No, because I got stuck and I was like, ah. <sighs> so like, I played Link's Awakening. I I own both Oracle games on physical GB GBC cards. Nice. Uh, and then the first like console game, console Zelda game I got was Twilight Princess. Okay, so I wasn't off gear thinking that Twilight Princess was in there somewhere because I remember you mentioning to me Twilight Princess. Yeah, that was the first Zelda game I beat. Because it was oh, the only game I had for my Wii, so I was like, well, "I gotta f beat this, obviously." And it's great. I mean, people tear Twilight Princess a new one, but it was such a good game. Slow start, though. Uh, not as slow as Skyward Sword. I mean, I I have never played that game, so I wouldn't know. But <laughs> I know, I know, you were like the one person who is like <laughs> who will defend Skyward Sword to the grave. But I'm just, I love I'm just saying, Skyward Sword. I'm not, I'm not disparaging it anyway. I just haven't played it. As with right. a lot of other games, obviously. Right. You also <laughs> need to play Majora's Mask. I have Majora's Mask. I've played it. You need, you need to beat it. That's true. Um, 
I'm sure people will argue that you need to play Ocarina. I played Ocarina. Did you beat it? No. <laughs> I argue that Majora is more important than Ocarina, but people will argue against me. Come at me, bro. Majora is just so weird. Ah, oh, Majora is Which I, I think that's actually a a positive to it, especially just because of how strange the development cycle for that game is as well. Like, mm. it's basically an expansion pack for Ocarina. It is, but it plays a lot more of, like, an RPG style. I mean, yeah. like, not play in terms of, like, gameplay, because you're still Link with a sword and all mm. that, but in terms of, like, the figuring out who needs what done and all that, it feels way more RPG than, like, the standard adventure stories. Uh, it, it's also super dark. Yeah. Um, and and so. just, like, you know, like, all the time mechanics and everything, which clearly doesn't make sense at first. It's like, oh... Well, like, I've at the end of the time limit, I'm screwed. But it's like, oh, we just got to go back and yep. keep doing this over and over again. It's why that um, there's a game coming out, I think, later this year for PC. It's called, uh, I think, Elsinore? Yeah, it's called Elsinore. It's basically, it, it's a game that has Majora's Mask, like, time travel mechanics in it. But it takes place inside Hamlet. Oh, you show me that. Yeah, and you play as... um. What's her name? I don't. I don't think Ophelia. Hamlet. You play as. Sorry, shut up. You play as Ophelia, <laughs> and basically you have to like prevent all of like the bad shit that happens in Hamlet from happening. And I yep. think that sounds fascinating, but it's like also it's like it's a game that you know has like roots in Majora's Mask and like all those other games that probably have like you know time mechanics and all that sort of stuff in it. But yeah, Majora's Mask seems just weird. I guess that's the the main point I want to say. Um. <laughs> It's definitely so a game. What you should get from this is that my goal is to make you play all the Zelda games except for the CDI. But what if we played the CDI ones? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, but Those games are very bad. Play the CDI yeah. ones. I do own Majora's Mask. It's on my 3DS. Yeah. I I got a quarter oh. to maybe halfway through that game, but then I just like fell off it. I don't. There's something about those N64 3D Zelda games that like I don't know. I'm not to say they're bad, but I don't like going back and playing them. Just feels not the best. Did and you play Wind Waker? Yeah, I've beat Wind Waker. Good. <laughs> I'm glad I get a round of applause for that. But I don't no, like, seriously, Wind Waker is one of the best. Yeah, legitimately, like I will completely agree with you on that. Uh, and I, I don't know, maybe playing that game on 3DS is not necessarily the best. Majora's like, Mask is best on 3DS, in my opinion. I they mean, like all, with errors. all like with all like the stuff they redid for that game, yeah. But I don't know, like, just for me, just playing that game on 3DS uh, isn't, I don't know. It's just something about those those N64 Zelda games are just weird to me. But that's just me. I'm a f***ing weirdo, so. I mean, you did just spend, like, ten minutes looking up Soldier Boy stuff, so. I did! Uh, I think that that is an accurate statement. So I guess we should do what we actually came here to do and talk about these Zelda games that you played. I mean, we've we've just spent 10 minutes talking about other Zelda games that I've kind of played, so... <laughs> or have not touched. Or have um, not touched. Like, you were... Such you were Skyward Sword. You were telling me uh, before we went on air, you're like, you need to play Minish Cap. Do it. You do. Minish Cap's so good. Okay, so I know I keep saying, like, <laughs> this game, this Zelda game's great. This Zelda game's great. There's not... Okay, that's a lie. I was going to say there's not a bad Zelda game. I was about to ask, like, what's the bad Zelda games besides the CDI CD ones? CDI. Besides the CDI ones. Um, I mean, I don't really care for Phantom Hourglass. I like Spirit Tracks okay, but it's not it's not way up there. 
Which seems like a real bummer that you wouldn't like Phantom Hourglass because like it's kind of like a sequel to Wind Waker, isn't it? It is a direct sequel. Which like, that seems like such a bummer that like that game isn't as good because like yep. Wind Waker's f- awesome. Like, and the idea of like having another sequel to that game, it seems f- awesome. And then it's like, well, and then you're like, oh, that game's not great. And it's like, oh. Yeah, I didn't really like it. Like I said, I like Spirit Tracks, and that one is also technically a sequel, but it's set several years later after right. Wind Waker, whereas Phantom Hourglass is directly after. Um, but those are the only ones that could be like, eh, I didn't really like them. But, um, man, Minish Cap, you, you need to play that one too because it's wonderful. Um, it's made by Capcom, actually. Which the, the Oracle games were too. Yep. Which are, those are, yeah, we'll get to those later on. <laughs> Yeah, um, but they did better with Minish Cap than they did the Oracle series. That's that's a good thing to hear. Uh, was Awakening Capcom as well, or was that Nintendo directly? Link's I Awakening? Link's... Mm-hmm. I feel like that was Nintendo, because there's all that like weird Mario stuff in it. Oh, yeah, right, it's, right. It's, dev- it's Nintendo. Okay, just checking. Um, what so, about, yeah. What about Four Swords? The, like Those weird multiplayer games. Okay, uh, so Four Swords, I didn't have friends. <laughs> Problem like, number one. Think I'm joking? I'm not. No, I'm... But, no, I really couldn't play it. Um, I I have yet to actually play Four Swords. So I guess that like that would be the same problem like with Triforce Heroes, which I guess that game does have online, but uh... it has online, but also it has a single player mode. Right. Which I played through single player mode, and I had a lot of fun with it. Um, Four Swords always just seemed like a weird thing in and of itself just because like it's like a it's multiplayer zelda which i i don't know if necessarily this game these games need no so you know what else you need to play (laughs) what what's that link's crossbow training that's that's very true (laughs) the greatest (laughs) legend of zelda game game. link's crossbow training which you can emulate in dolphin by the way oh my god oh my god but, I mean, who would want to do that when you wouldn't be able to have the Wii Zapper? I mean, really. Really? Really. It's the ideal way to play Link's Crossbow Training. The greatest game ever made. <laughs> IGN gave it a 100 out of 10, stating that while the game was enjoyable, it was also too short. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. So yeah. I love Zelda games. A in, lot. Ca- in case you have not paid attention to any of our past 21 episodes before this and have not gleaned that fact, <laughs> welcome to the podcast where old Al over here like loves the Zelda games. Did you beat A Link Between Worlds? No, I, I didn't. I have that game as well. but I, Oh, you got, I got stuck st- in the fire. I got stuck on that fire uh, boss and just... I. Mm-hmm just kind of lost track and it fell by the wayside but i, I thought that game was real good it's like really, all the really stuff good. i played of it really and good that's something i should probably go back and play i know especially now that you played link to the past true yeah Ex- exactly <laughs> which it's still kind of a bummer they didn't name that that game link to the past two over here because i think they did in japan or basically like said they make more mention that it's a sequel to link to the past they than, they, than sequel, it, they yeah. do 
and the the U.S. name. But still, that game's cool. Yeah, it's great. I really, really like it. Um, my mom actually got me figurines from that for Christmas. Hashtag nice. Nice. <laughs> but we should talk about the Zelda games I've played. Yeah, let's do it. And so the, I was about to say, instead of the ones I haven't played, there are there is one that I want to play, but the way you set it up for emulation and everything is kind of a hassle in and of itself that is way too kind of complicated for me, I think. But the the Satella View Zelda uh, games. Yeah. So they they recently just like made those to where like uh they they got the translation down and then dubbed all of like the the voiceover stuff that would come through uh the Satella View internet doohickey that you could plug into your Super Famicom. So like all of that stuff's in there as well now. But the way to the way to like set it up, it seems like real complicated. I just couldn't really figure it out. But that seems like a real cool thing, and I'm glad I'd that love to try it. yeah, I'm glad that they released kind of like found a way to preserve that because a lot of those early online games, you know, like with the uh, Satellaview, uh, the Sega Channel stuff, like a lot of that stuff is gonna it could easily be lost to time just because like we wouldn't have found or had good ways to preserve those games back in the 90s when those were coming out i mean i i have lots of thoughts on video game preservation because it's a huge issue i bet uh but a lot of those early internet experience experiments with consoles are very very hard to preserve and so it's it's kind of like teetering on teetering on dangerous because if we lose them they're gone and I mean, there's there's nothing that can be done. So, like you said, I'm really glad that that one's being preserved. I wish there was an easier way to access it. Yeah, like um, maybe like Nintendo could put out like a version of it for like virtual console or something. But I don't know; they may not even have like the stuff for it anymore. Like, and a lot no. of like, and a lot of like that, like the archival of like stuff like that, it's it becomes through emulation and pi- and piracy, really. Which I know, like, which piracy obviously it's you know that's a very gray area, and especially in terms of video games, but like. If we don't have piracy of those types of games, like those are never going to be preserved. I'm trying to remember which game it was that I was reading about that, like the parent company lost the entirety of the original code. Oh, I feel like I read something about that recently too. And but I mean, that's a, like that's a lot of things. Like, it's a common but, story. But I'm saying like that was really really common because it was of the sense of like, well, it's out there and it's done. Like who cares now? Like preservation is a tricky area because people like in the moment don't think of it as something like, Oh, we need to keep this. We need to think of a way to preserve this for future generations. And as a historian, that makes me cringe. Like I have stacks of magazines that I keep because, you know, somebody who's doing their dissertation in a hundred years may want to look at my magazines and see what's going on. Save right. your magazines, guys, because I go through them all the time. Also, I'll buy them. If you have old game magazines, I'll totally buy them. <laughs> Which is why, like, stuff like, you know, archive.org is, like, you know, how, like, they have, like, their kind of database for, like, video game magazines and a lot of stuff up there. Yep. That's fantastic. It's 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 still a real shame that Nintendo DMCA'd them. For like their Nintendo yeah. Power Collection, that's that real lame. Me. But like, even like in terms of pres- preserving like you know cartridge based games, like mm. 
those have a limited time span because like cartridge rod and all that sort of stuff is going to happen eventually and like battery backups and all that stuff it's all going away so like having to dump all that stuff is the only way we can really preserve them in anything well and it's the same kind of situation with like the systems themselves like if you have the game like that's fine but like what if the systems don't work and we have no way of actually playing them um actually one of the weirdest things that i've run into uh this may not sound weird to somebody else, but when I was going through the Atari archives, there were a few games that just had the code printed. Like, it's literally just, like, dot matrix printed the code for the game. That's what they would usually do, like, in, like, old PC magazines, too, is, like, they would, like, they would print out, like, the code for, like, games, and it'd be like, okay, we're not going to give you, like, a disc or anything for it, but if you type all this stuff in, you can have the game. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how that, like, space war and everything was done was just people transferring code yeah um but it's just i don't know it's mind-blowing to me like the idea that some of these things could be potentially lost which is one reason i guess why i really like the whole idea of virtual console is because it is like letting people access it and it is having the code somewhere but at the same time you know, it's not like a freely accessible thing because they know that they can still make money off of it. Or like, I think like the the Wii Virtual Console version of Super Mario Brothers was just a literal ROM they downloaded. Yeah. Which is super messed up in, in and of its own self. And it's it's a mess, but um, it, it would be really cool to to see if there's any kind of release someday of that. But as of right now. At least, at least it's out there if you want to play it and try and figure it out. You can. You can. It's just It's complicated. Not. It's not like just plug it into an emulator and go. It's not that easy. Right. And that's what sucks about it is that it does take a little bit of know-how to do it. And, you know, not everybody can do that. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> a no, rant about video game history and That was a 20-minute tangent. <laughs> Whoops. Mubby. Let's talk about uh, Zelda games that I've played. All right, let's do it. You started with Zelda 1. No, you didn't, but still, we're going to start with Zelda 1. Well, yeah, I guess technically I didn't, but still. The so Legend of Zelda. Yeah. So we kind of we kind of touched base on this in the uh, NES Classic episode where yeah. we kind of talked about my experiences with Zelda and Zelda 2. And basically that that little system regardless of your hot takes about you know them pulling it off the market and all that stuff cuz you have bad misinformation don't understand what uh, production costs and all that stuff means and all that, all that sort of stuff but that thing was a good way to play those first two games for me personally instead of like having right. to like get like an emulator and all that sort of stuff like it was just a very easy way for me to to play those games and, well, and I felt like you got some of the experience by having like the controller there yeah. and like you, you got to see kind of how it was. It obviously is a bit prettier, but. And I have safe states. So that's a little bit different too. Safe states are great. Um, but I felt like it was a little bit more of like a, a, an, a visceral, like real experience instead of just playing it as a ROM. Yeah. And like, we did talk about this in the, in the episode, the NES classic episode, if you want to go back and listen to that, you can. A lot of, like, the charm of the first Legend of Zelda game was the idea that you could go explore pretty much everywhere and kind of do whatever you want while still having this clear-cut goal of what you need to do to get to the end of the game. And 
I didn't play it like that, obviously. Like, I looked up, like, okay, what do I need to do to get this, to get this, to get this, to go to this dungeon, get this item, yada, 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 yada. And that's how I played it. And I know some people would probably look at that and be like, oh, you didn't get the purest experience with this game. You didn't get, like, the way it's supposed to be played. And it's like, well, A, f*** you. B, <laughs> I'm going to play this game however the hell I want. And I still got a fantastic experience with it. Like, I can understand, like, why why that game is so influential to this day still. Like, why, you know, it's very similar to how Breath of the Wild became its thing. That's what I was going to say, is that it's really interesting that you played this and then played Breath of the Wild. Because they're, they're really, really connected in the sense of, like, how, how they were thinking of Zelda games. So... Uh, also, episode 13 was the um, NES classic episode, if you want to go back to it. Lucky number 13. Oops. I do I do think, like, it would have been real cool, like, though, because, like, there is cool stuff with this game, especially because it was originally a Famicom Disk System game, which I'm a huge proponent for Famicom Disk System games. Like, I think that that thing is so f***ing cool as just, like, a peripheral and, like, how Nintendo was making floppy disk games for their cartridge-based system. <laughs> <laughs> and like the ways that like it enhanced like those games like all like i think we talked about this in the nes classic episode or at least somewhere i've talked about this before just like all like the crazy shit with the famicom disc system but like yeah just like the ways like that game was and then they ported it over to like the nes and had to change it to a cartridge itself and had to eliminate specific uh parts of that game that were proponent in the japanese version specifically because you know uh, the Famicom had the second controller, which had a microphone, which you could use as an attack in certain dungeons against certain enemies. And obviously you couldn't do that yep. in the American version because, A, we didn't have a controller that had a microphone in it. So that's gone. And that kind of loses some of that experience, which I think like in the um, in the manual, it does mention like scream to, to get rid of this enemy. And it's like, well, I can't. <laughs> I'm just imagining a child just like, ah, at the screen. <laughs> But yeah, like, there's just, like, so, like, much random stuff with that. Like, transferring it from floppy disk to cartridge. How you lose some, like, the audio quality and all that sort of stuff. But as for the game itself, like, it's still, it still holds up, I think. Like, there's parts of it that are kind of probably a little bit more difficult than you would imagine. Considering it's a game from, like, the mid-80s, obviously. But I, I don't think, like, it's necessarily, like age poorly or anything like it may depending on like how you think of games currently compared to games from 30 years ago especially with how like how much information they're going to tell you up front about where to go what to do all that sort of stuff like obviously it's going to be a little bit different in that circumstance but i mean playing it with a guide and everything like I, i still got the good experience that i wanted out of that game it's a really fun game um it's it's not one that I like regularly go back to, but it's one that I I really recognize as revolutionizing the video game industry. Recognize, recognize that it revolutionized, like it made this huge, huge series. Um, it's really, really great, and you know there there are weird details about it, like the uh, the like main Zelda theme was composed in like a single day. really yeah um so i forgot what interview it was in but um they're interviewing like the main people who were involved with the legend of zelda 
uh, last year because it was the 30th. Right. And um, he was saying that like he had he had a composition that he thought was going to work. And then like they realized that it just wasn't wasn't good. It wasn't going to do it. And literally like overnight came up with the Legend of Zelda theme. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> oh, man. Also, because I'm on the topic of music. And of course, I got to talk about it. Uh, did you know that there's actually really large Internet discussions about the difference in music between the, the U.S. version and the Famicom version? I mean, I'm not su- surprised considering, like, obviously the disc system version would have the better music. Yeah, like, better like, sound quality, especially. Real, real arguments about, especially Zelda 2 soundtrack. Like, you can go on YouTube and just see arguments. It's wonderful. Don't actually go on YouTube comments. It's the worst thing you'll ever do in your life. Well, why would there be arguments? It's, it's cut and dry that, A, the disc system version is going to have better sound quality, the better soundtrack, compared to the cartridge version. I think probably the reason is because a lot of people hear the the U.S. version first. Right, yeah. It's just that nostalgia. So there's the nostalgia element to it. People are like, oh, you know, that's the version I recognize. It's the version I know. But anyway, uh, just thought I'd mention. People are weird on the internet, in case you have not been aware. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Although, I think you agree with me on this. And correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. I I like rude. <laughs> I like Zelda two better than I like the original Legend of Zelda. Yeah, I would agree, hundred percent. Zelda two is the better game. Yeah, um, it's not like top down, so people didn't like that, and it introduced new elements like magic and things. Zelda two uh, is f- crazy. Zelda two is also really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's also that it's like. It's I, we did talk about this in the in the NES Classic episode. It's like you know, obviously there was no like design of like what the next Zelda game sequel should be like what it's supposed to be it's like obviously nowadays we would think of like it's either going to be like a big open 3D world kind of like Ocarina basically set the prototype for that and some of the 2D stuff is basically going to be this top down overview stuff Zelda 2 was like obviously no one knew like what's going to be a franchise yeah so it's just like well Okay, let's just make something completely different. Why not? We have the opportunity to do so. Let's do it. And, you know, obviously being a direct sequel to Legend of Zelda, like, f*** it. Make something cool and different. Why not? It's what this series needs to do more of, really. Just make like, crazy ass. I mean, obviously, you'll get Zelda hyper fans get real pissed off anytime you, like, try and touch and do anything different to the franchise or anything like that, but, like, Dude, do some like weird shit with this game with this series. Like that's when like the the games that do that formula where they change it, do just like wacky shit with it, are like the coolest games in the series. Zelda Two, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker. You could argue Breath of the Wild. Uh, well, I would argue Breath of the yeah. Wild, but I'm just saying like precedent exists yeah. at this yeah. point now that. Like, when you do weird things, usually fans get really grumpy. Like, I remember when Wind Waker came out Mm -hmm. and people were so mad because it wasn't realistic and dark and gritty. And I'm like, for one, it is dark and gritty. You're just not looking close enough because that story is really bad, like, in terms of how how terrible things are. And then people cried at the Twilight Princess reveal because it was Adult Link. It's like... right. "Mm." 
it's just I don't know. Um, Zelda fans can be a pain in the butt to deal with. Uh, I'll admit that as a Zelda fan, but as not maybe not that kind of Zelda fan. Right. Because, <laughs> um, again, there's very few Zelda games that I actually just, like, don't love. Uh, and I appreciate it when they do the same thing, and I appreciate when they do different things. But Zelda 2 was definitely a strikeout um, in terms of, like, what what fans, I guess, wanted, which I, we talked about this on the NES episode. I wonder if that's nostalgia and, like, people saying now that they didn't like it because I feel like it probably didn't have that kind of reaction back then, but I, I don't know because I was young. Right. I mean, it, it, it wasn't really around. I would say it kind of has to be, like, that nostalgia thing. Like, I would say, like, probably the turn on that game probably happened, like, the mid, the mid to late 90s. I would say post-Link to the Past. Yeah, because, like, obviously... Link to the Past hasn't come out yet. Uh, Legend of Zelda hasn't had that precedent of, you know, oh, we're we're going to make all these games a top-down from now on and kind of not really talk about Zelda 2 that much. And so you get Link to the Past, you get Link's Awakening, which also kind of follows into that same mold that uh, the first game did. And then Ocarina and Majora go into a completely different realm. You have the uh, Oracle games, which follow the 2D uh, precedent that has kind of been set by the first game as well. And then Zelda 2 just kind of becomes this offlier. Yep. Or outlier, excuse me. And it could be an offlier. Sure. <laughs> and just like no one really kind of talks about it. And then then like just like the, the skew of that game gets turned and it just comes like all this negative comments about it, like, oh this game's bad because it's 2D and everything. And it's like, what what? Yeah, I know a lot of people on the internet complain about the fact that it was a side scroller and uh but it still had like a top-down overworld it was just like the actual levels were side scrolling so but it, it did a lot of things that were really interesting and fun uh and the combat was a lot of fun in that one yeah like they do a lot of like weird stuff with the combat as well because like obviously you have like your your poke attack your down poke, poke attack and you can jump on people and poke them you can jump in the air and poke them do you think that was because of uh, the pogo in uh, Ducktales? Do you think? Do you think that was inspired at all? Are you saying? Wait, hang on. Rephrase that. Sorry. <laughs> do you think Link's down poke was inspired by the pogo from Ducktales? No, because Ducktales came out after Zelda Two. Did it? Yeah, Ducktales was eighty nine. I think. Ah, okay. Never mind. Zelda Maybe. Two was eighty seven. Maybe, maybe it's the other way around. <laughs> maybe it's the other way around. Maybe DuckTales got the idea. Maybe. But who knows? That's uh let's call up Capcom and ask them. Do you Lost. did you guys get the the idea for <laughs> the, the pogo? Um uh, but yeah, like Zelda 2 is just like it's way more it's way more RPG like. Like I want I wonder as well, we we may have mentioned this before though, like the rap that Simon's Quest gets. And it gets a bad rap because like there's yeah, there's some bad parts to that game, which is how f-ing insane it gets. I wonder if like because those two games are kind of similar in very specific ways, and I wonder if people associate the badness with Simon's Quest, and then it kind of just bleeds over into Zelda Two. Hmm, that's a good point. Because they both have like you go into cities, you talk to people. There's some weird things that people will tell you that may not seem all that critical at this point. I mean, obviously in Simon's Quest, it's way more obtuse and like 
ridiculous because like people will just straight out lie to you in that game. Yeah. And Zelda Two is more just like it's more cryptic and hidden and things like things of that nature. Like obviously I am error, but it's like that's I a person error. you need to go meet at one point in the game. So it's like obviously he's going to introduce himself to you. But I, I just wonder if like because like those things have like the similar systems in that respect. If like there's just a bleed over from that game into Zelda Two, and that's kind of like why it's got such a negative rap over the years, or is it Zelda fans just being Zelda fans? It really, honestly, could go either way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's that's a really good question. Hmm. Oh, I don't know how to answer that. I'm here to bring the hard hitting questions. It did do uh, uh, both these games obviously established a series and so they're they're really significant even if you dislike them which you don't obviously but people listening might um, also Zelda 2 has one of the best songs of the entire series in it that soundtrack is very good it's super solid um, but that temple theme is just baller like so baller that they're like you know what we're gonna Let's just use it the entire time. We're going to completely ignore the fact that Zelda 2 exists for the most part, except for we're going to put that song in Smash Brothers, because yes. As you should. Right. It's such a good song. Such I mean, I, I would say like it probably, like, the difficulty is very tough. It's steep. It's a really hard game. Like, especially um, compared to that first the first game, it's, it's just like, it just ramps up the difficulty, like, to 11, essentially. And there are parts of that game that just seem kind of ridiculous in terms of 80s video game difficulty. Like, yeah. Death, Death Mountain is a, not a cakewalk. It's more like a train wreck. <laughs> Where everything is literally on fire. Yeah. It is a train wreck with fire, and maybe there are some nails being thrown at you. It's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. Uh, that lead up to the final dungeon is super tough. Yeah, I remember you were you were about to give up. Yep, that's true. And I, I talked you through it. You did, and I got through that game. Yeah, and you you got lovins from the Zelda. I did from other Zelda. Right, sleeping Zelda, not not Zelda from game one, because this is the same Link as the first Link. It's very weird. Two different I Zeldas, because why not? I should mention that. Um, if people are like really, really interested in Zelda games and they haven't picked up arts and artifacts, they totally should because it's got great artwork for these games in there. Uh, just saying. Just don't pick up like the timeline stuff because then you'll just break your mind over trying to figure out what the timeline of all the Zelda games are and you just don't want to do that. Don't do that. I mean, luckily, arts and artifacts doesn't have any of that in there. It's literally just art. And, uh, Thankfully. And, but um, yeah, the timeline is... I'll say it, It's bullshit. Um, it's them trying to like plug things in where they don't even need to be plugged in. Like the timeline doesn't matter. It has never mattered. It won't matter. Stop bugging Nintendo about the timeline. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you this before we move on. Is it about the timeline? No, 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 no. Okay. Cause I will fight you. <laughs> do you ever think, or do you yes. think Nintendo would be as be <laughs> to do this and make a Zelda three? Oh, no, no. I don't think they'll ever make... Because they know... the. But what if they did? What if they did, right. But I think they know enough of like what people currently think of Zelda 2 that they wouldn't risk it. Okay, but imagine this. You get this young upstart team at Nintendo 
that works with like all the Zelda team and all that stuff. That's how you get Breath of the Wild. Okay. <laughs> but. Okay, but. They come up with a concept for Zelda 3, but it's an entirely new style for The Legend of Zelda. Like, it's a, it's not a 2D overhead. It's not a 2D side-scroller. It's not a 3D open-world game. It's something completely different, and that's how they make Zelda 3. Like, each each iteration of Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, Zelda 3 is just a completely different game style. I mean, what would you do? Hyrule Warriors? <sighs> Character action game. Ah. Co-developed by Platinum. <laughs> Zelda 3. <laughs> you could do like a, an actual legitimate RPG of Zelda you, at Yeah, one you point. could do that. Have, have, actually have Zelda in your party. That'd be rad. Oh, man. I, I want them to make a Zelda 3 just because it would f*** so many people off and I would <laughs> laugh so hard. And B, just because that would be awesome like i want like old haggard 30s the 40s link and he has to go out on another adventure and he's like all haggard and shit and he's like oh i don't know if i can do this anymore oh my god i mean obviously that would have worked better like in the late 2000s when every every game had gritty yeah gritty brown haired facial hair (laughs) dad protagonist I mean, it would be really, really funny if it's you have that same link who just pops up and he's like, I have to do this again. <laughs> I got my dang kiss. Can I just move on with my life now? I mean, he's pretty dang salty in Zelda 2 to begin with. He is. The art shows that he is super salty. He's like 16. So like everybody was salty at 16 and we weren't tasked with saving the world slash the princess. True. Um. And also, he'd already been through it when he was, like, 12. So, the boy needs a rest. So, you get and old Haggard Zelt- Link in there. No pants. <laughs> he doesn't have any pants, either. He's like, <laughs> that's what he has to wear, too, in Zelda 3. He's like, ugh. Someone make me some pants. <laughs> um, They mentioned that they were going to do, like, a an older, gritty Link in one of them, and I can't remember. It was one of the recent ones. I can't remember if it was Skyward Sword or Twilight Princess, but it was supposed to be, like, a gritty, older Link, and they didn't do it. He was, like, lumberjack style. It, it, I don't think it would work. No, I wouldn't. Unless it was Zelda 3, because then you'd have, like, the canonical timeline going there. It, it has to be. If you're going to do it, it has to be that Link. Yeah. Because that's, that's how it's going to um, I know that people have been like calling for um, Ocarina Link as an adult to have a story because we know for a fact that um, the Twilight Princess Spectre guy who teaches Link um, like his sword moves. Do you remember him? Not really. <laughs> it's he's been like, like ten a- years since I played that game. Yeah, he's he's a skeleton. He's got one glowing red eye, and he teaches you all the special moves. He's he's the golden wolf that you meet. Anyway, um, that's Ocarina Link. So we know that he died. We know that he feels regret. We know that he lost an eye. So I know people have been like calling to find out what happened to him. But we already know that he went through like Majora's Mask and all that. So I don't I don't know that we really need. But that's I think that's probably the closest to an adult Link will ever get is if they decided to like go back to Ocarina Link and give his story but I don't I don't really care 
I mean, I know it sounds terrible. Right. You don't um, need that, like, that little, the that in between Ocarina and Majora up to Twilight Princess. You don't need that filled in. Well, it would even be past Majora. It, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, from Majora up to Twilight Princess, essentially. Right, right. I don't need that. Um, Like, if somebody were to do that, it would work in, like, a manga. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to play this game. Right. It just, because we know he's going to fail. We know he's going to lose. Because he, he's dead, and he lost an eye, and right. he feels regret. So we know how this story ends. What if he became a pirate? Um, there are pirates and oracles. There is. Skeleton pirates, to be exact. Skeleton pi- well, he's a skeleton, and you're saying he's a pirate. So. I'm just saying I'm writing a new timeline. Oh. <laughs> Zelda 3, <laughs> coming soon. All right. That's what they're going to announce at E3 this year, Zelda 3. I'm, I'm, I'm predicting it right now, so everyone can call me an oracle when uh, they come out and like, hey, we're going to make Zelda 3, because why not? Oh, my God, that is coming up soon. My body is Reggie for Zelda 3. Uh, my body is Reggie for Nintendo. Link to the Past. Link to the Past. the One of the best ones. I was going to say okay. the best, but fight me. It's pretty all right, I guess. Fight me. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, you, um, you it's very good. You get pink-haired Link. But he's not really pink-haired, guys. I get really mad when I see fan art and he's got pink hair. He's not actually pink-haired. Like, <laughs> look at the dang book. They show you he's blonde. They just couldn't do the blonde because of the color schemes. Good old Super Nintendo's color schemes. <sighs> um, so, I feel like Link to the Past actually built up a lot of the tropes of the later Legend of Zelda games way more than the first two did. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. Because you have, like, the Link has to go get three of an item, and then he can pull the Master Sword, and then he has to go do all these other stuff so that he can save the princess. There's a like, light dark world. Right. Like, there's a split world and all that. Like, that, those tropes are common in pretty much every Zelda game after that, every mainline, except for, like, Majora. <laughs> I mean, if you're um, going to rip off one of the games, why not rip off, like, one of the best ones? Right, right. I mean, that's that's pretty much how I feel about it, is that, like, Link to the Past is one of the best games I've ever played. So, like, if you're going to keep pulling tropes from it, pull from that one. Um, which I know people said that it was tired before Breath of the Wild, and I really like Breath of the Wild, but uh, I also still really like these old-style games, too. Yeah. Uh... Man, though, Link to the Past, so good. I remember, I'm actually surprised that somehow it was preserved for you. Um, you were texting me about the the dungeon with Blind the Bandit. And, like, I have this girl, and what do I do with her? She won't go out the front door Oh, right. Yeah, because I, I was like... I should just leave with her, right? Like, why isn't she leaving with me? This is real dumb. I was so surprised that that twist got saved for you after so long. I was really (laughs) excited about that. Uh, But, like, all the design of that game is just so good. Like, the character designs are great. The enemy designs are great. Um, The puzzles are wonderful. It's such a good game. Oh, my God. I love it. It, just, it, 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 it takes it. everything from, like, the first game and just, like, reiterates it so well, like, just amps it up, and 
makes it even like a better playing game than that first one is. Oh which, yeah, definitely. I guess I mean it's not technically that hard to do, but like it just makes everything flow so much better. Well, and we talked about this when we were playing. Um it aged really well. Yeah. Like really well. The other two aged well, but like Link to the Past really aged well. Um, it's like a wine. Yeah, it's it, there's something about like those like those super like those big Super Nintendo games. Like you think of Super Mario World, you think of Link to the Past, and like they have aged so well over the years, especially compared to like their NES counterparts. I would say. Right, I definitely agree with you. Actually, the same could be said for Final Fantasy as well. True. Yeah. Um, like the NES Final Fantasies have not aged that well, but like Final <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> that first one four and six uh two and three if you're going by the american standards yeah yeah um, they they aged phenomenally well four is um, four is very good uh I, I have i still haven't gone through six yet i've played like a, the very beginning of it so i can't really say that uh chrono trigger as well <laughs> that game's aged very well as well as well as yes. well as well as well as well as well uh chrono trigger yes 100 percent, 100 percent. just like i Man, I, I don't know, like, if, if it's just, like, the, the system and everything that everyone, like, had kind of, like, had enough time developing on the NES and finally was, like, getting into their groove when the Super Nintendo came around. But, like, there's so many games for that system. And, like, obviously, just around that time period as well of games that have aged so well right. compared to, like, any other era. Because, like, obviously, there's NES stuff that has aged well. Uh, but probably not to the same extent that the Super Nintendo is. The PlayStation and, like, the N64, Dreamcast, Saturn era, like, all that stuff is very weird because, like, obviously we're advancing graphics technology and all that sort of stuff. But then once you get into, like, the PS2 era and all that stuff, that's when you get to see games kind of start aging well again, but in a different sense because, like, you know, controller layouts and, like, the way games controlled was a little clunky still. Yeah. But, like, just, like... That, that early 90s era of games, like, so many of them have just aged so well that, like, I wonder, like, what the exactly is the reason for that is. If it was just, like, A, we're, we've been we've been making games for so long that we kind of know what we're doing. We know how to make games good compared to, like, other, like, previously and then, obviously, later on when things changed dra- dramatically. But, yeah. I wonder if it's just something to the extent of, like, the NES came out and they learned how to deal with it. And then like Super Nintendo was kind of like the perfection of it. And then everything changed with like trying to go 3D and everything. So they kind of had to relearn the process. I'm wondering if that's something to do with it. But Super Nintendo is like one of the best systems, some of the best games of all time. Like it, it, phenomenal system. Um, I mean, you can, you can, you can expand that off to like, there's Genesis games that are very good. Uh, like Neo Geo games around that time were some very, very good stuff coming out in that era as well. It's just like that early to mid 90s era of video games is just something. I am very thankful that that's the era that like I grew up with. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I had an NES and I played a lot of it, but like Super Nintendo was really like my generation. Um, That and um, I know we'll argue about the 64, but, um, you know, it, it was really when I was getting into games a lot when the Super Nintendo was, was out. So I'm, I'm very thankful that I lived through it and saw it happen because it's, it's good, sh- good. Sh- 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I, I don't think that's like nostalgia or like uh, looking through it at, through rose glasses or anything like that for us. I think it's just like, hey, this this was very good. Yeah. Like, like, I don't think like someone who was like 10 years younger than us is going to be like, oh, man, all those PS2 games, they were fantastic. They aged so well. Like, <laughs> that's not necessarily true. But like some of your favorite games may be on that. But I don't know. Right, but even, like, if you compare, say, the Donkey Kong games on the Super Nintendo, like, say, Donkey Kong 64, I would definitely argue that the Donkey Kong Country games aged way better. And even then, I would say, like, they might not have aged the best. Like, I think those 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 games are kind of clunky nowadays. Right, they haven't aged as well as, like, Link to the Past. Or but, Kong like, yeah, you're. I think but... you're right. Like, they, they probably did age better than, like, Donkey Kong 64, for example, because... That game is just something else in its of its own right. Like a lot of those collectathon uh, platformers, 3D ones specifically that Rare is putting out in the 64, they're they've aged. <laughs> obviously, like I think they're they're still good games, but like they just haven't like necessarily aged as well as some other games of like that same time period. I'm sorry, I just got clawed in the butt, and it kind of distracted me. <laughs> that can be very distracting. Uh, it is because when you're sitting and talking about how great games are and then you feel like a spike poke you in <laughs> your left butt cheek, you're like, wait a minute, what just happened? And then you look back and there's a cat eating. You're like, oh, that's what happened. Okay. I was listening to you. Yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. Things happened. I, gu- I guess as well, like, we could, like, we could, uh, we could jump off that as well, like, especially those, those N64 platformers. Getting like, poked in the butt. Getting poked in the butt. And then, obviously, you know, you put out your ukulele thing where it's like, Right. You know, maybe those games aren't necessarily what we need in 2017 because, like, they haven't aged well enough or we can't necessarily reproduce. iterate on them. Yeah, reproduce them as well. I mean, that may just be you know, a variety of other things. Like, there could be someone else out there right now working on a spiritual successor to those N64 collectathon platformers and make it, like, fantastic for modern day. I but, hope that they are. I yeah. look forward to seeing them. But, but obviously that's not happening have- right now. No, no. Um, speaking of games that have not aged well, do you want to talk about Oracle? <sighs> yeah, which I, I did not know that those games came out after Ocarina and Majora. They did. They did. They did. Uh, for 2001, Game Boy Color, the the Zelda introduction to the Game Boy Color <laughs> was not a great one. But obviously, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh, these games were made by Capcom. Capcom. Mm. Capcom, which um, obviously not the these the people who are making the Legend of Zelda games prior to this, right? Like I said, Minish Cap is great, but um, going back and playing Oracle, like I remember these games being really good. Yeah, and same. Then back and playing them, I was like, eh, they're they're okay, but they're not great, actually. Um. I know that we're we're talking about mentioning this in a an episode later, but I've been reading through the the Legend of Zelda manga lately. Yes, you have. And um, the one for Oracle of Ages and Seasons is actually a million times better than the games ever could hope to be. I mean, I I'm not necessarily like, surprised by that. Uh, so I can recommend that, and <laughs> I will talk about them later at a later date in length, but um. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel bad that like I, I made you play these because 
like I said, they're not bad, but they're not great. Yeah, it's, it's just like I don't know. There's something about them that just like it felt a lot. They were very padded out mm-hmm. and didn't necessarily need to be, especially because like if you want to get the full experience, you got to play through both of them. Correct. And that's <laughs> that's a lot of gameplay because like that's. It's- they're both full games in and of their own right. So, and then you're going to be kind of dealing with all... I mean, they tweak things in both games because obviously Oracle Seasons deals with seasons, Oracle of Ages deals with time travel. But you're basically playing just like a very lengthy Zelda game. And yeah. it didn't need to be that lengthy. Or I I would say probably it didn't need to be split between two games. I can agree with that. I feel like if they put them together and not had as many dungeons, it would have worked a lot better. It, it kind of ran into the same issue that I had with the most recent um, Fire Emblem. Um, right. Fate, Fates with Birthright, um, Conquest, and I forgot the third one. Um, but by the time I got to the third one, I'm like, okay, I'm done playing the same thing over and over and over. Like, mm. I, I kind of got that same sense here. Like, it's it needed to be probably the length of one of these games, but the two of them together. <laughs> you know, given the time period, I wonder if the reason they split these games up is because they saw the popularity of Pokemon and how those games have been split up and thought, hey, maybe we can cash in on this and, s- and sell two different games, but have them both be technically one when you buy both of them. I wouldn't doubt it. Because they're and- obviously they're they're also branded as... A red and blue game. Correct. Uh, I really would not doubt that that was influence. Um, and I mean, the code system was a thing. I think, like, I think that's kind of neat that, like, you can like you can transfer stuff from between game to game, and it does it in a way that makes sense. Obviously, the passwords are very intricate and all that sort of stuff. So, oh yeah. It's but like it's th- cool because it like transfers small things. Like uh, if you talk to the family that's raising their kid in the in the village, um, like whatever choices you made with that kid and whatever you named him, everything transfers over, and then you get to see him grow up to an adult in whatever career he chooses. Yeah. Um. So like that's a minor thing, but it's really cool to see. So it's a neat concept. I think it's a lot of ambition with this with these two games. That they don't necessarily like land or stick the mark on, but they could have been cooler, but they didn't really do it. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, I think for like the experience for these games, it's better just read the book, even though it's not canon technically. Um, which is disappointing because actually the canon, um, story is way more boring than what they came up with the manga like it works much better in the book <laughs> um and that that's not a thing that you want right you you don't want it to be like a, a book that came out years later that's like oh hey we can make your story better than what you did it whoops uh, whoops but it would have been a really neat concept if they had done what they did um but i don't know it just felt I was tired by the end of yeah. us playing them. Yeah, I would completely agree. I think, though, as well, though, that um, the gameplay was pretty good, especially for those Game Boy and Game Boy Color yeah. games. Like, 
it definitely was an improvement on Link's Awakening and everything like that. It's it's a real bummer that that is the only other place that you find 2D side-scrolling in the Zelda franchise. Yeah. Um, that was an interesting thing because you had just recently got off of playing Zelda 2. Correct. When, when we started playing this and you're like, oh, hey, there it is. And... And it's like, yeah, welcome to the closest you're ever going to get to another Zelda 2. That's a real bummer. I felt bad because it's true, but um, actually those parts worked better than a lot of the gameplay. Yeah, because like there is that one boss where you have to like throw bombs into like um, Oh my god, and then head. Which I mean, that, that does get very annoying at times, but like as a boss battle itself, like you don't really have anything else like that in the Zelda series. No, so, like, that's pretty cool in and of itself, but obviously it kind of is a little bit clunky. Mm-hmm. Which, I, again, I don't think is because of the actual, like, concept of the boss fight or the concept of the, like, side-scrolling bit of that game. I feel like that's probably just it hasn't aged well. Right. Because um, I remember thinking, like, how super cool this game was when I first played it. Like, super-duper cool. Um. So I feel like things probably worked better back then, and then I've just become older and wiser and grumpier. <laughs> yeah. I, I think as well, though, like, that specific boss we were talking about is kind of where I got stuck in one of those games. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, I wasn't the best Zelda player growing up, so I can at least attribute that slightly to it, but, you know. Yeah. It wasn't the easiest boss battle, we can say that. That's true, it was not. Uh, Because you have to nail the timing, and it's hard. It's really hard. And then I think, like, just overall as well, like, they kind of just shoehorn Ganon in at the end. Yeah, it's weird, because there's no indication that he's going to be there. I mean, there is if you do, like, the the transfer. Yeah. But the build-up through the game, you're like, oh, okay, the villain is respective villain of this game da 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 okay we completed it yay and then it's like Ganon is here and you're like what like okay cool I'm shocked obviously because Ganon's here but (laughs) alright and then like the Zelda appears and she's gonna be sacrificed and I'm like why why is she here couldn't she stay where she was no she had to come um, because we already have like our, I, I guess, damsels, our, our women in need of rescue who right. are, uh, Din and Nehru. The other one. <laughs> yes, because Feror is green. Um, the, the ones you meet in those fantastic anime cutscenes. Yeah, that was another thing. I know that it's graphical issues. Um, because they had like color. Limits right. again, same thing as linked to the past, but um, I was really bothered that Ralph in one of them didn't have red hair. It's like Ralph has red hair. I mean, I guess Link has black hair in this, but uh, he's very blonde still, guys. But Ralph, <laughs> Ralph didn't have his red hair. I'm like, oh, boo. Another knock against these games, obviously. Give Ralph red hair. A positive is there is a kangaroo with boxing gloves. There is. I didn't pick him, though. 
What? Yeah. Who did you pick? Uh, the one that can swim. Was that Dimitri or? I think that was Dimitri. And he could eat things. Um, nom nom. He would swim and he would like chomp on everything. Which I think was like it was beneficial like for like the early parts of like the first one we played because like there was a lot of like swimming sections and like he was like boop done. <laughs> so that helped. So Ricky is the kangaroo. Yeah. Um. What What is the other guy's name? I need to know. <laughs> there's There's three of them. There is. Um. I can't remember the other guy's name either. I can't spell Dimitri, apparently. Ah, Frick. Sorry. Sorry, I'm trying to Google and I'm not doing a very good job. (laughs) Um, Dimitri. Is he the swimming guy? No, he's, um... What's the other one? He he looks like a triceratops. He's a Dodongo. He's red. He can swim, yes. We remember a lot of this game. I didn't know Dodongos could swim. Well, now you know. Thanks, Capcom. Um. Also. Also. <laughs> so I want to ask. Okay. Since we're doing a Zelda podcast. Okay. If somebody's listened this far. Okay. We had a discussion last night. How do Gorons reproduce? Oh, right. It was the other. Yeah, it was the other day. We're trying to figure out how Gorons have kids. Are there women Gorons? Do they just do like sponges and drop a rock off of them and it becomes a child? Like, if somebody knows the answer, please let us know. Because it's making me crazy. (laughs) I, I bring this up because there are Gorons in this game. There are. Because they're like, oh, hey, these were in Ocarina, so we're going to put them in this game, too. Yay. 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 I think it it, it did some things okay, and it did some things very not okay. Could have been better. It could have been better. Moosh is the other one. Yes, that is correct. I was, I I was like, just almost there. I could have told you. No, you couldn't. Yeah, I, I'm on the page right now for Dimitri. Oh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. I thought you meant off the top of your head. You no, I know. I would not have been able to tell you off the top of my head. Because neither of us picked Moosh. Mm-mm. Oh. What a rude couple of people we are. That's true. The rudest. Rude <sighs> and crude. Um. So I think based off of... All right, I'll just ask you flat out. Out okay. of the Zelda games that you've played recently, uh, one, two, Link to the Past, Oracle games, which was your favorite? Oh, it's going to be Oracle Seasons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, either Link to the Past or Zelda 2. I would say I'm pretty sure it's a toss-up between Zelda 2 and Link to the Past for you. Like, obviously, Link to the Past is so good mm-hmm. in terms of, like, everything that it refines and does well. But Zelda 2 is f***ing weird it and is. cool. So, I yeah, need a kiss. 
you do. I think yeah, it's just a toss up between those two. Like I think those are like the the best of the best out of those five. Yeah. Um I really like that Link to the Past like had a pretty extensive story. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. um like Zelda two and the original Link uh, Legend of Zelda did not have an extensive story. I think that uh, as somebody who plays games pretty much saying like, hey, I want a good story. Give me a good story now, 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 now. Um, I was real stoked. There's like a lot of mystery and intrigue. Like your uncle wakes up and there's a girl who's talking to you and your uncle's dead now and you have a princess out of a a jail cell and (laughs) you have to go get the sword and now you're in the dark world. What the heck? Like it's so good. It was a lot to it, and it was a really long game too. Yeah. Um, like I said, it took my well, depending brother. Depending on how I, how long you play it. Right. Well, if if you're not me, and don't finish it in a freaking day, um, whoops. <laughs> but I mean that that says something though that Keller and I spent an entire summer with our cousin playing this and then like now I can go back and play it and finish it in a day in a literal day. Um, but I've also again, memorized it. There are very few games that I have completely memorized and they're both Zelda games. That makes, that makes complete sense. Yeah. If you know me, it makes a hundred percent (laughs) sense. We should have done this for the 30th, but Oh, well. We should have. But we should also talk about the greatest uh, Zelda game that I own, Hyrule Legends on the 3DS, the great version. You don't want to get the one... You don't want to play this on the new 3DS. You want to play this on an old 3DS. You want to get that hot 10 frames a second. Get that uh-huh. hot, like, 20 people on screen at a time. <laughs> so I love Hyrule Warriors. Like, I am unashamed to say that I love that game. I mean, you're, uh, you you are a fan of, like, Dynasty Warriors and those uh, Musou-type games. I love those games. And so when they announced they were doing Zelda and Dynasty Warriors together, I was just like, yes, sign <laughs> me the f*** up. Um, like, legitimately, I was so stoked. And I've put so many hours into both versions of that game. Uh, it's, it's wonderful. I used to play... The most recent Dynasty, actually, I think, no, I was going to say it probably went back to seven, but um, I used to play Dynasty Warriors 8 quite a bit when I was, like, stressed, and then it became Hyrule Warriors because yeah. it was like, yeah, I want to play as Link, of course, <laughs> and I I have the scarf that he wears. It's, it's really, really good. I love that game. I legitimately could play it and endlessly and be fine. I know a lot of people give like the 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 Muso games a lot of shit just because of like how And they're wrong. Like I guess kinda of just like how they haven't really like iterated on that franchise or anything. Until nine now, which apparently they're going to. But like these, these games are like just, you know these are very good games for if you want to just like sit down, play something or you don't have to concentrate and just like you want to zone out, chill out and kill thousands of people. Yeah, kill thousands of people. These are your games. Maybe don't play the 3DS one. Unless you have the... Unless you have the new 3DS. Don't play it like yeah. I did, because, man. 
I had the new 3DS and it plays fine. I, I, I'm still glad I played this game because I, I enjoyed it. And there's a part of me that also just enjoyed the fact that I played, like, the worst version of it. So it, <laughs> it felt like I was playing a game from, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, and it was, like, a bad PlayStation game that had <laughs> frame rate, <laughs> graphics, and played, like, <laughs> but... And that's a, that's a nostalgia that I did not know I had. <laughs> that's but so funny. But this game allowed me to have that. <laughs> and you get to play as Linkle. I did. Linkle was cool. Linkle was cool. I liked her. She'll never be seen again, but I liked her. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love that game, so... Again, they can fight me if they dislike it, but... <laughs> Everyone's just going to fight you. It's so fun like to just sit there and, you know, for a few minutes, like it's less than 15 minutes, just destroy a thousand people as whoever you want from the Legend of Zelda series. I mean, not whoever you want. Don't do it as Agatha. That's a mistake. <laughs> um, but I mean, Link, Zelda, Ganondorf, you want to be Zant? Okay, be Zant. That's fine. You know, do whatever. It's, it, but it's so fun. It's so fun. So fun. Like it. It's so fun. And also, I have Link and his, like, classic, like, Zelda 1 and 2 outfit <laughs> on mine. And it's wonderful. Not he surprised no there. Pants. He has no pants. And he's got the swoopy brown hair. I mean, you can play as Tetra in this game. Obviously, that makes it 10 out of 10 IGN. Heck yeah. Also, you can play as the King of Red Lions, which is so funny. True. Like, he, he's not a very good character to play as, but man, he's amazing because he can turn into a boat <laughs> during gameplay. Because why not? Why not? See, that that's exactly what they should they they should have done with this game. Is just like make it go weird. And they did. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Like, Fi turns into the literal master sword when she attacks at points. <laughs> like, of course, why not? So dumb. So dumb, I, so good. I think you mean great. That's what I mean. So dumb, so good. Yeah. So yeah, that's Zelda games I've played. Nice. We're going to make you play more because there's yeah. a lot. <laughs> and then we'll do... Zelda games part do episode part the but the and look forward to it guys it's gonna be fun it'll come next year because you know we'll delay it like 30 times <laughs> well and it'll take some time for you to get through those because they're longer games right anyways anyway anyway legend of Zelda the legend it's of great, Zelda it's a great series one day they'll bring yeah. it back. Hush. Zelda 3, coming soon. <laughs> um, I guess if you are interested in listening to us talk more about Zelda games, you can listen to uh, our NES Classic episode or our Breath of the Wild episode. Which obviously the Breath of the Wild one is a spoiler cast, so be aware of that in case you have not played yeah. that game and want to play it and don't want to hear all of the hot spoilers in it, which really it's they're... Like there's not much story spoilers, but I mean, there's hot gameplay mechanic spoilers in there. 
There's some story. There's a big story spoiler. I mean, there is, but like that game doesn't have like a super in-depth story that takes like 30 hours. That's all story is what I mean. Like it's not like a lot, a lot of story. Right, right. And I think there's also a spoiler warning at a certain point. They were like, hey, turn it off if you don't want spoilers. There is. So we have a general so, general impressions in that. So you can listen to that part until you get to the spoilers. And then you got to peace out. That's the law. And then you can listen to the NES Classic episode and listen to us talk more about Zelda 1 and 2. That's true. And harass Jared so that he'll play more Zelda games. <laughs> That's true. You can you can harass me on the internet at Anime Checkup or... At the website, seasonalamecheckup.com or sac.cool. I'm sure you can also harass me about my opinions because I have lots of them. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, go to the website and you can uh, read through my Persona 5 thing. You can. Uh, and you can also go to anladium.com and read through all her thousands <laughs> of articles she wrote in the past like few weeks. I'm sorry. I kind of went nuts. It's, it's cool. Uh, what there's the one on Anne from Persona Five. There's the Persona Five and one. There's the JoJo and Progressive Ideas one. There's the Persona Five review thing, and ukulele. the ukulele review thing. Thang. Thang. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff there that you can read, and I would really like it if you would. You totally should. They're all very good. Very very good. Gracias. Hashtag very good. Hashtag very good. Uh, next week, episode 23. Shrug shoulders. Well, we have an idea. Do we? Yeah. Okay, good. We have an idea. I'm it glad depen- one of us has an idea. It depends on, well... If you beat it? I'm going to beat it in between nice. now and the next time we record. Nice. I guess I'm it, so excited for this one. I guess it would depend on if you beat it, but I don't necessarily think so. I think you'd be okay. I don't think that I necessarily have to beat it for us to do it because it's one of my favorites and I have so many thoughts on it that I I don't have to beat it. It's a game that you have hounded me for a probably ever since we've known each other to to play. Probably. Probably. It's a game that people in your family have hounded me that I should play through you. It's a game that I knew basically through its soundtrack before I had really played it. I can't believe that you actually played through the Final Fantasy XV demo and played the soundtrack for this. I mean, what other soundtrack is I going to play? It's the best soundtrack in the it's series. the best soundtrack in the series. But now you're actually getting context for the soundtrack. I am. And, and you're like, oh, like, yeah! These are some hot jams. So yeah, we might, depending on if I beat it or not, I mean, I'm playing a version that can the way I'm playing that game, it, it completely breaks the game. You're playing a broken version. I'm playing yes. the super, super broken version of the game, so I, I should be able to beat it. Uh, so, yeah, next week we're probably going to talk about Final Fantasy VIII. Maybe we will all be lions. Maybe I will be the man with the machine gun and actually know what that means because I do know. Nice. No, you do. <laughs> uh, how come you get to be the best character? That's unfair. I'm sorry. You want to be the best character? You can be the best character. I want to be the best character. Be the best character. <laughs> Yay! Carry around a I, machine gun. I am Laguna. Get a get a lake cramp. I mean that's yeah. <laughs> also, I'm awkward with people, and so is he. It makes sense. There you go. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. So I hope other people will look forward to that because I've literally been trying to get into play Final Fantasy VIII 
forever there was a we had an idea for this episode at least i did where i was gonna it was gonna be <laughs> you telling me the story of final fantasy 8 and that would be the episode which knowing That'd what i do great. now that would have made no f- sense it wouldn't have made any sense at all it would have been hilarious <laughs> so i'm glad i'm doing it this way instead of that way because man that would have been my brain would have not been able to function Hold on to your butt, because it's going to get weirder from where you are. Yeah. I just imagine... I There's still parts of that game that I don't know. Like, there's a specific thing you told me about that I'm still trying to wrap my head around and mm-hmm. trying to think if I know what that is now or not. I think I've told you two things at this point that you should be like, huh, that's weird. So <laughs> that's we'll just talk me in general. We'll talk about them next week. So look forward to me being like, huh, a lot about Final Fantasy VIII. Next week. <laughs>